This is the news from the Lord. Hello, America. This is Jeffrey Lord with another edition of the Did He Really Just Say That? The Word of the Lord with Jeffrey Lord. As the old line from astronaut Laura, Laura would have it, Houston, we have a problem. The problem in this case, as vividly illustrated by the controversy swirling around the anti-Semitism charges against the presidents of the University of Pennsylvania, Harvard University, and the Massachusetts Institute of Technology, with Penn's Elizabeth McGill resigning, is the systemic anti-Semitism that has infected vast areas of the American of the American left. I'll have more in a moment. But first, by now you've all heard me talk about my pillow. And now our friend Mike Lindell has done it again by introducing his new My Slippers. Mike has taken over two years to develop the slippers. They're designed to be worn indoors and outdoors all day long, and I do just that. They're made with my pillow foam and impact gel to help prevent fatigue. They're made with quality leather suede. For a limited time, Mike is offering 40% off his new My Slippers. The My Slippers are so comfortable that you will want to get some for the whole family. So, Go to MyPillow.com and click on the radio listener square and use promo code Jeff. You will also get deep discounts on all MyPillow products, including the Giza Dream bed sheets, those fabulous Giza Dream bed sheets, the MyPillow mattress topper, and MyPillow towel sets. Or call 800-606-1043 and use promo code Jeff. Now, the systemic anti-Semitism that has infected vast areas of the American left, I said. Let's go all the way back to the Stone Age of 2021, where commentaries Christine Rosen headlined this of certain Democrats in Congress, quote, the squad's noxious anti-Semitism, unquote. Rosen wrote, quote, in 2019, after public outcry over anti-Semitic remarks made by Representative Elon Omar, House Speaker Nancy Pelosi refused to mete out any consequences to the Democratic squad member. Instead, she and the House Democratic Conference passed a weak resolution condemning any, quote, hateful expressions of intolerance, unquote, and including a laundry list of racial and ethnic groups among those who should be protected. Not surprisingly, Omar, Omar saw the resolution as a victory. She issued a statement that said, quote, it's the first time we have voted on a resolution condemning anti-Muslim bigotry in our nation's history, unquote. If you're wondering why many of us criticized Pelosi for her cowardice at the time, said the article, said Rosen, this week offers more proof. Omar and other squad members such as Rashida Tlaib, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, Ayanna Presley, and Cori Bush clearly understood Pelosi's inaction as giving tacit approval for them continuing to make anti-statements. And so they have, unquote. Well, they have indeed. Just take a listen. During the 2012 military offensive in Gaza, you tweeted, Israel has hypnotized the world. May Allah awaken the people and help them see the evil doings of Israel. How do you put that into context now? And what do you say to American Jews? So I remember when when that was happening, um, watching TV and really feeling as if... um, no other life was being impacted in in this war. Uh, And that really, those unfortunate words were the only words I could think about 
um, expressing at that moment. Most of the things that have always been aggravating to me is that we have had uh, a policy that makes one superior to the other. And we mask it with a conversation that's about justice and a two-state solution when you have policies that clearly prioritize um, one over the other. Such as? Um, I mean, I, just our relationship really with uh, the Israeli government and the Israeli state. And so when I see Israel Institute um, law that, that recognizes it as a, as, a, as a Jewish state and does not recognize um, the other religions that are, that are living in it, and we still uphold it as a democracy in the Middle East, I almost this attack on our freedom of speech and the right to boycott the racist policies of the government and the state of Israel. All Americans have a right, a constitutional right, guaranteed by the First Amendment to freedom of speech, to petition their government and to participate in boycotts. Americans of conscience have long and proud history of participating in boycotts specifically to advocate for human rights abroad. Americans boycotted Nazi Germany in response to dehumanization, imprisonment, and genocide of Jewish people. But alas, this problem is very much bigger than the squad or three Ivy League presidents. There was, for example, this recent headline at Fox News, quote, White House interns mocked for issuing anonymous anti-Israeli demand letter to the president. The interns, the Biden White House interns, I might add, demanded the president and vice president push for a ceasefire in Gaza. This jewel of a story about the internals of the Biden White House reported, quote, the White House interns who sent an anonymous demand letter to President and Vice Pre President Biden and Vice President Kamala Harris for a ceasefire in the Israel war were mocked online. A group of 40 interns who did not put their names on the letter, such courage, made headlines after they demanded the president and vice president push for a, quote, permanent ceasefire, unquote, in the war between Israel and the Palestinian terrorist organization Hamas. Quote, we, the undersigned fall 2023 White House and executive office of the president interns, will no longer remain silent on the ongoing genocide of the Palestinian people, the letter, the intern's letter begins. And then get this, it says, quote, we are Palestinian, Jewish, Arab, Muslim, Christian, Black, Asian, Latin, white, and queer, unquote. Now, just as an aside, now, you notice anything here? In describing themselves, the very last descriptor is that in their midst, some are self-identifying as, quote, queer, unquote. And in their illustration of flagrant uh ignorance, they simply appear to be quite unaware that is a crime, yes, a crime in Palestine to be queer, and that Palestine's biggest backer, Iran, had this reporter of its treatment of gays in Iran per the Times of Israel. The headline, Amnesty reports Iran executed two gay men over sodomy charges. The story explained, quote, Iran has excluded, has executed two gay men who were convicted on charges of sodomy and spent six years on death row, a rights group reported. Homosexuality is illegal in Iran, considered one of the most repressive places in the world for lesbian, gay, bisexual, and transgender people. According to a report on Sunday by the Human Rights Activist News Agency, the two men were identified as 
Merdad Karimpur and Farid Mohammadi. They were sentenced to death for, quote, forced sexual intercourse between two men, unquote, and hanged in a prison in the northern northwestern city of, I don't know how you say this, Maragay, some 500 kilometers, 310 miles from the capital of Tehran. Last July, two other men were executed on the same charges in Maragay, the group said. It added that last year, Iran executed 299 people, including four convicted of crimes committed as children. Also in 2021, Iran sentenced 85 people to death, unquote. So, in other words, there are the interns in Joe Biden's White House standing up, anonymously, of course, for the anti-Semitism that is running through the veins of Joe Biden's Democrat Party. And to top it off, they proudly note that among them are those who are, quote, queer, unquote, utterly unaware that if instead of being in the White House or anywhere in America, they were in Palestine or Iran, they would be summarily executed, not because they're Jewish, but precisely because they are queer. And has anyone in the Biden White House put out a statement calling the president's interns to account for their ignorance, much less their anti-Semitism? Of course not. Be it the Democrat squad in Congress, the Democrat Biden White House interns, or leftist universities, anti-Semitism is clearly flowing free in leftist-run institutions. I'll stop and do that over another email. Be it the Democrat squad in Congress, the Democrat Biden White House interns, or leftist universities, anti-Semitism is clearly flowing free in leftist-run institutions. Recall as well this story from the 2012 Democratic Convention, here reported by The Guardian. The headline, Democratic Convention erupts over reinstatement of Jerusalem to policy. Quote, the row over Israel... The row over Israel mars the second day of the convention as the party moves to add back God and Jerusalem language to platform. The story reported this to the convention that was in the process of renominating President Barack Obama. Quote, the Democratic National Convention in Charlotte has been plunged into chaos with a row over Israel, a row over Israel threatening to overshadow Bill Clinton's speech as the second day of business was mired in a clumsy and embarrassed climb down. Barack Obama intervened personally to try and head off a mounting clamor from Jewish donors and pro-Israel groups who objected to the dropping of a line supporting Jerusalem as the capital of Israel from the Democratic Party policy platform. A day after the platform was published without the recognition of Jerusalem, the line was reinstated. Pressure had been building over not only the dropping of that statement, which was part of the Democratic Party platform in 2008, but also the removal of any reference to God in the document. Those omissions threatened to alienate both Jewish Democratic supporters and Christian swing voters. But the reintroduction of the lines was equally controversial, its clumsy handling resulting in a confusing vote and booing on the convention floor. At the formal opening, the article goes on, of the day's business, the convention chairman, Antonio Villagrosa, proposed a vote to return to the document its past commitment to Jerusalem as the Israeli capital, as well as a reference to God. He called for those in favor of the change to shout, I and those against no. It was, a, it was hard to tell, with the two sounding evenly divided. Villagarosa called the vote a total of three times to no certain result, but eventually called it for the eyes. In fact, the change required a two-thirds vote in favor, and it definitely did not sound anywhere close to that. But Villagarosa pushed it through anyway, determined to try to bring a speedy end to an awkward row. 
There was loud booing in the hall when he announced the changes had gone through. Quote, we welcome the amendment referencing Jerusalem as Israel's capital, and we applaud the DNC for listening and for being responsive to the concerns raised by supporters of Israel, said Abraham H. Foxman, the Anti-Defamation League National Director. He went on, but we are still troubled that it was removed and it should never have happened in the first place. This has been a longstanding policy statement on the D DNC platform going back decades, unquote. And I might add, it was President Trump who finally recognized Jerusalem as the capital of uh, Israel and moved the U.S. Embassy back to Jerusalem. All of which to say is that this increasingly rabid anti-Semitism may once have been a trickle on the left, but as now seen on television screens across the nation, with thousands of leftists on college campuses in America's streets protesting the very existence of Israel, that trickle has become a flood. Now it has forced the resignation of Penn's president, Elizabeth McGill, and the chairman of the board of trustees, Scott L. Bach. Controversy over the fates of the Harvard and MIT presidents, both of whom testified with McGill, swirls on, with the Harvard faculty swarming to protect their black female president. Lucky for her that she isn't Jewish. As we head into the 2024 presidential election, one can be certain that the anti-Semitism that has become so flagrantly at issue in various leftist institutions in America will not be going away, making this leftist Jew-hating business a serious issue that one suspects the GOP nominee, Donald Trump or any other, will take on head-on. So, buckle in. Thanks for listening. Stop by my website, thejeffreylord.com. See you next time. And oh yes, tis the season to be jolly. Happy Hanukkah and Merry Christmas. Mm -hmm.